Bolt Bros here. Well, I want to do a video uh, talking about the tight ends. Everyone talks about Brock Bowers and everything we have going on. Well, we have some tight ends we have to discuss uh, internally as well. But uh, before I do that, I want to get into something a little interesting. We have the the rankings of the Chargers. We are currently ranked 30th, folks. Horrible reviews by the players. Uh, let me just look at look at these grades. D minus F. Food service nutrition. <laughs> Weight room not good. Strength coaches. Strength coaches were great. Yeah, they, that was the bright, you know, spot of the, you know, grouping. Training room was horrible. Staff, locker room, horrible. I mean, thank God we're getting this new building right here, guys. And we got obviously a new coaching staff. I just posted that again yesterday on YouTube. So take a look at that. That's the updated staff. But again, we have new facilities. So I'm really curious to see from 30th, where do we go uh, as far as the rankings concerned? But there's a lot to discuss on that, you know. And, and again, Jortiz, my brother did a video on him yesterday and talking quite a bit about what his plans are moving forward for the Chargers and, and really what we can expect to see moving forward with this team. Lots to discuss. I want to talk about the tight end specifically uh, and a few other thoughts I have moving forward. So guys, let's get into it. I'm Deion Henley. You're watching the Bolt Bros Podcast. Let's, let's do it! Ranked 30th. That is horrible, guys. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. It means whew, that's not good, folks. So, uh, as always, guys, like and subscribe if you do enjoy the content. I'm Andrew Bobrell. So, again, let's talk about the tight ends. And again, you know, really, how does a tight end fit within the organization uh, moving forward? Look, we all know we're going to be a power running team. We are going to run a lot of tight ends, right? Uh, fullback might even be a conversation. There's one sleeper pick that I think we could get very late in the draft that I think could be very good as a tight end, also as a potential fullback. So a um, lot to discuss on this. So let's let's get into what we have in the house now and what I think is going to happen. Well, one guy that we have to resign, in my opinion, is Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett, guys, I love this guy. Dude, he is, he is a all gas, no breaks type of guy. I think most of the team gave up uh, at the end of the season. And this guy did not. And you you watched a lot of his play. He, he'd hit people. He'd still keep moving. I mean, guys, our season was not over according to him. So I, I have a hard time seeing us not re-sign him, even for one year, right? Uh, just because I think he's one of those guys you could definitely bring in and have, you know, some good production. Now, again, below average blocker, we know that. Uh, he's really more of a pass-catching wide receiver. I'm going to talk more about that in a second. Now, another guy that I think is very good as well, Donald Parham. Now, Donald Parham, we know has had a lot of injury issues. He's already signed for the charge. We know that, but again, not a great blocker, more of an offensive weapon. Okay, you're starting to see a theme. It's a big part of what these two guys were brought in for and used in the offense that we had, you know, under Lombardi and also uh, Killen Moore. And again, they work well in those systems. The question is, is are they going to work well underneath uh, Greg Roman and, you know, really this regime? I think the answer is yes. Now, the difference would be that they would be used in different ways, right? So again, they're not really really a great blocking tight end. So I want to discuss one thing, though, about this moving forward. This guy right here, Kyle Pitts, has changed the dynamic of what tight ends are. Again, 
picked fourth in the draft, has not really produced. Now, you can make arguments both ways that, well, he hasn't had a good quarterback. He's had some problems moving forward. But look, the thing is, he hasn't produced. You guys know when you're drafted that high in the draft, you're guaranteed a certain amount of money. I think right now at $5 million, or if you take the fifth pick in the draft, that person is set to get, I think, 3 to $4 million, I believe, in the in the, uh, in the draft or per year. So that's a lot of money to lock up on a tight end when we already have two tight ends on the team. I know everyone wants Brock Bowers. I get it. I'm going to talk about Brock Bowers in a second. But there's a lot to be said about this guy, unfortunately, making teams leery to draft a tight end so early. Now, we all know Malik Neighbors might be there. Roma Dunze will be there. Ask yourself this question. Would you want Brock Bowers, Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors? I mean, what if Marvin Harrison Jr. happened to slide to us at fifth? Do you stick and pick or do you, you, you execute a trade down? Now, I'm just going to say this about Brock Bowers, and let me just show his his numbers, guys. Brock Bowers is an absolute stud muffin, okay? Absolute stud muffin. He is head over heels better than any of the tight ends in the draft, okay? Last year was a great tight end draft. This year is not a great tight end draft. So the argument could be made, Brock Bowers is exactly what we already have on this team, okay? We already have Gerald Everett, and we already have Donald Parham that are essentially the same thing. Not the best blocking tight end. I know you guys are going to hate me for saying that, and he's done well at times, but he's more of a wide receiver rather than a, t- a pure tight end. Okay, let me just make that very clear. More of a wide receiver than a pure tight end. Agree or disagree with me on that, guys. And that's the issue with Brock Bowers. Now, where I see Brock Bowers potentially coming to the Chargers is what if we trade back? Let's say we trade back. Let's say we trade back to, I don't know, 12, you know, get down there. I see Brock Bowers going around 15 to 20. I know you guys are probably going to freak out and say, you're crazy, Andrew. That makes no sense. But you have to remember there's a lot of good tackles in this class and there's a lot of good wide receivers in this class, those players are going to have more value than a tight end, especially with what happened with Kyle Pitts and how he hasn't produced in the NFL. So, so again, teams are going to be a little concerned to get somebody early on. Now, again, this guy right here is an absolute stud. I, I've, I've watched a lot of videos of him even lining up as basically a fullback, right? So he's a very multi-purpose type of tight end, and he's a bit of a freak athlete too. But what do you think about this, guys? Now, again, this is him standing next to Gronk. I mean, this guy right here on the left looks like uh, like he's about to sell me a cell phone or something, right? You know, does not look like an NFL tight end. They're saying he's 240. I don't know that he looks like 240. And you tell me, guys. And, and, and guys, this is what starts to, to start creating a narrative around a person, right? This photo right here did not help him really solidify himself as a number five pick, right? Probably dropped him down the boards. Now, again, people are going to get up close to him, have a conversation with him, move up and down all the above. I see a guy like that. I don't know that he's really going to be stopping some of those, you know, top uh, edge rushers that are in the league. So again, take that for what you will. But one guy that I do think is a good person is is Jatavian Sanders from uh, Texas. The thing about him is he probably is going to be late second, maybe early third. Very good tight end. Um, his grades are not the same um, as obviously Brock Bowers. He's at he's at sixty three point eight or six point three eight. Um, but he, again, you could get him later on. Now he is more of a pure tight end, very similar to uh, Gerald Everett. Again, I think that's really where the differences are kind of separated. More of an offensive weapon. Um, but again, not the best blocker, uh, you know, in the NFL draft. So what do you want to say about that? Okay, well, there's a lot of different options you can go with that. Now, to me, I think this guy's probably the better overall pick and it would fit best with the offense that we're going to be running moving forward. Because you got to remember, if we re-sign Gerald Everett and we start to Donald Parham, we don't have great blocking tight ends. Okay, well, that's a problem. So another guy that, um, you know, I think could be really interesting in that conversation is from Ohio State, Kate Sover. I think he 
actually has proven that he's a very good tight end in general and could also be a very good overall tight end uh, for this draft. And again, the one thing I will say about him moving forward, again, he's a very high recruit out of high school. He has a lot of talent, very successful, um, more of a blocking tight end from what I can tell than really more of an offensive weapon, but he didn't really fit in very well offensively with Ohio State. He did, he did good, not amazing. But I think he could be somebody that you could get maybe late third, um, early fourth, potentially depending on you know how some of the picks goes. Again, this is a very heavy wide receiver class, heavy tackle class. You can get offensive linemen and defensive linemen very late in you know the third and fourth rounds and be very good, potentially even day one starters. So again, Case Stover is one of those guys that I, I really like also. Now, there's another guy that I think is good, could be pretty interesting uh, to discuss. And this is kind of my sleeper pick. Um, is this guy right down here? Uh, ben Sinat. Uh, uh from Kansas State. Sinat? Sinat? Did I say that right? Anyways, he's a tight end. Interesting story with him. You could get him very late in the draft, most likely. Uh, I would say third or fourth, late fourth, maybe early fifth. Um, very not very not highly recruited. Um, I think it was, I believe he was actually a walk on Kansas State, plays fullback and also tight end. I think he fills two boxes for the Chargers potentially, right? If you want a fullback, he could be the guy. You want him to be a tight end. He's actually a very good blocker and he's decent in pass catching as well. So I think a very good late pick, if we decided not to go with some of these other guys uh, as a tight end, he could be a good fill-in pick, uh, definitely a Greg Roman type of guy, someone that can fill a couple of different needs and be a good, you know, just general tight end to potentially be a better blocker than what we have currently on the roster now. And again, there's a bunch of guys in free agency that we could go after. Um, I, know, I saw Troutman from, you know, you know the Broncos. He could be a very easy one. He's a very good blocker, not a great you know, pass catcher. So there's a lot to be said about where this could go in the draft. So guys, what are your thoughts? Am I crazy? What do you think? Uh, good, bad, like, dislike? Leave your comments down below. As always, Andrew Bolpros. See you guys in the next one. <laughs>